Welcome to the Mike Davis Show. It is Tuesday, and boy, do we have a show for you. A star-studded lineup. Not Ooh. just me and Amanda. Stars are here. Actual Big stars. stars. Actual stars. But before I get to introduce all those stars, let's do our reads, make okay. some money, and then you guys are going to have a tremendous amount of fun with this show today. It is going to be awesome. We have all kinds of news for you, and I think we're even going to laugh a little bit. Maybe. Maybe. All right. Powell Heating and Air Conditioning. They've been in business in St. John's County for over 36 years. They've got a fleet of 10 trucks and a 15,000-square-foot warehouse stocked with parts and equipment, and they're ready to serve you around the clock. And they service all heating and air conditioning brands. From the time you call them to the time they get to the house, to the time they leave, they're going to give you excellent service, and they want you to love what they do for them. And if you have a problem, they're open seven days a week, 24 hours a day, including nights, weekends, and holidays. That's more time than Troy Blevins says he works. You! Yes! <laughs> And Bozard, Ford, Lincoln, and St. Augustine, their goal is to make sure your time and experience buying a new car or a used car is stress-free, fun, and enjoyable. Bozard is a family-owned for, family Ford dealership that has been in business since 1949 here in St. Augustine. And Bozard, Ford, Lincoln has been the recipient of numerous dealer awards, including being the number one ranked dealer in the country by Dealer Raider. Go check them out online today at bozardford.com or better yet, go out there, see Bo and Letty and all their amazing staff in person. And then after you do that, stop by Forge Garage and get the 904 Now Burger. You better. You better get the burger. <laughs> all right, Amanda. Opening their doors in 2008, Brightway Insurance, the Casey Agency, has proudly stood by their customers through hurricanes, major floods, hail, and fire. Through these events, the agency has become a much-needed insurance resource in times of trouble and hardship. Honesty and integrity are the pillars of our core values, says owner Ashley Casey. We pride ourselves on being insurance experts while developing strategies that help our clients meet their insurance needs through we truly enjoy the relationships we have forged in St. Augustine. So give us a call. We'd love to help you with our insurance needs. Solar Stick. They were established in 2006. Solar Stick is a local portable power company proudly committed to American manufacturing, constant innovation, and creating jobs right here in St. Augustine, Florida. Solar Stick's focus on providing solutions for self-sufficiency helps users all over the world complete missions and save lives. I told, you, I told you to turn the volume on. <laughs> <laughs> Clicking buttons. Solar Stick. Me. <laughs> Solar Stick. Changing lives, saving lives, reviving American manufacturing. Back to the old man in the seat. The hey! old man in the seat says, one day I'll figure out technology, but obviously it's not today. <laughs> today is uh, not a day. Today's not my day. Tomorrow, maybe. Right. Uh, one quick uh, announcement from the Bozard Ford Community mm. update page, the Matanzas Inlet cleanup event by the Matanzas River Keepers and Fort, Mat is, uh, Fort Matanzas National Monument on Saturday, October the 7th from 9 to 11 a.m. You can contact Jack Mitchell. This is a long number. 714-878- Three five two nine seven one four eight seven eight three five two nine. Jack Mitchell, if you want to get involved in the Matanzas Inlet cleanup, it's a great way to spend a Saturday morning. Is that number. longer than yeah. a normal phone number? I feel like that's a normal number. It is, but I'm used to local you, numbers where I don't have to do anything but the 904. Yes, you See, do. In the 904, everybody lives in the 904 area code. Yeah. So you're like, you just do the, the last, what is it? Uh, three seven. seven. Yeah, wow. Well, let me introduce Davey. <laughs> oh, it's fine. They know, please. Davey, so no one recognized his voice at all. No one. Hi, booze. All right. And, most, and Amanda's here today producing, yeah, as me. you know Bye. that. And our guest today wondering why in the heck he accepted my invitation <laughs> to show up today is Joe Damon from Flagler College. Welcome. Mike, I, <laughs> I have to tell you, I mean, from the bottom of my heart, yes. you know, and a lot of people wouldn't tell you this, this is just an absolute dumpster fire. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's how we like it. And that's why we brought Judd. We need an objective opinion of today's show. <laughs> my, my father always told me to tell it like it is. <laughs> Good. So yeah, I have a question. Where did you go to college at? University of Pennsylvania. University of Penn. Okay. okay. All right. All right. Here you we can. go. Now, Davey, where did you where did you go to college? Oh, University of Spoiled Children, USC. <laughs> <laughs> then transferred to Michigan. So, okay. but yes. Then. All right. So, just checking. University of Penn. How did you guys do football wise in in the first couple of weeks? I have no idea. Yeah, you haven't watched? Uh, no, no, I have not. All right. Okay. No. I watched. Uh, I watched the uh, Alabama Texas game. Who were you pulling for? 
Well, you know, I went back and forth, but I, I, I was kind of leaning toward Texas mm -hmm. because uh, uh, it's it would be nice to see them up in the in the top four or five again. I was mm. pulling for Arch Manning, but he wasn't in yet. Right. Well, I think um, Alabama probably learned a lot from that mm -hmm. game, and I mm -hmm. uh, expect they'll be they're going to have a great year too. Listen, I thought it was absolutely awesome. One of the funniest things that happened over the first weekend, Amanda knows nothing about this. Mm. So she just has I, to nod. I'm just sitting here to push just, buttons. Just nod and be. <laughs> <laughs> I'm checking comments. The Pac-12, who next year will probably be the Pac-4 yeah. if they don't lose a couple more teams. Are we talking about Christmas gifts? and 13-0. Wow. 13-0. and 13-0. and 0. Yes, right. which is unbelievable. Uh, the conference that everybody loves to wail on yeah. did not lose a game. So, well, so Judd, how are the Saints? How are they doing? Yeah, more importantly, <laughs> yeah, they, they're doing amazing. By yeah. the way, Davis. how's Which volleyball? Is Judd is here to tell us. The Good, Saints are unbelievable. Good, I mean, uh, we, we are probably going to have the greatest year we've ever had in the history of Flagler Athletics. I love it's this. Really, Fantastic, really good. Um, you know, our our men's women's soccer seasons, our volleyball season, our yeah, country yeah. seasons are underway right now, and um, yeah. We're good. Yeah. We're very good. You see more with soccer? I mean, honestly, it's we, we're always here about football. We hear about baseball. But you see more of a trend with soccer? Well, um, yeah, it, yes and no. Okay. I mean, there's definitely been a huge growth in youth soccer. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it seems like by age 13 or 14, it's winnowing out some. So we're still, uh, I mean, in order for us to be competitive nationally in Division Two, mm. we, we we rely heavily on the international student athletes and so yeah. we, re we recruit internationally quite a bit nice um, yeah it's still not i mean in america it's it's not nearly what it is yeah. everywhere else in the world i think it's so important to get international students in just because you get to learn so many different cultures i mean i was a big swimmer growing up oh, okay. so for 20 years of my life i was raised like veal just staring yeah. at a black line and you know just <laughs> praying to it's almost over yeah, um, <laughs> but i mean i got to learn a lot about egyptian culture i learned a lot about different just That's different right. uh, athletes that are out yes. there yeah. has that really permeated through oh, flagler it's, college oh, it's been great cool i mean especially for the student athlete experience i mean you think about that you're on a team with kids from Germany and Argentina. Love it. Yeah. The Czech Republic and everywhere. Yeah. So it's, it's great as far as their, you know, just their overall development and growth and appreciation for, for the world. Uh, and your tennis team is stacked, stacked with European players. It is. Yes. We, we have one American this year. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one Mike's rooting for. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, um, and our coach is, uh, Swedish and mm -hmm. our, our men's coach is Swedish. Our, Women's coach is Chilean. Oh, nice. So, cool. Yeah, I mean, it, it happens on our staff, too. Our, oh. Both of our soccer coaches are English, mm -hmm. British. Uh, so we've got a lot of diversity, you know, international diversity on our staff. But, yeah, the tennis teams, as you know, I mean, the tennis at Feigler has been fantastic for a long time. Did you experience that, too, Mike, when you were, when you were in, in athletics? Uh, like international a lot of students yeah. whipping me all the time. Yes, Davey, I did. Yes, as a matter of fact, I did. it wasn't just international students. It was students from every state across the country. As a 5'10 basketball player, everybody whipped up on you, Davey. They just held you at the forehead. Like, yeah. stay right here. Your yeah. height was wasted on you in the swimming pool. You may have been small, but yeah. you were slow. I was, yes, I was. Yes, I was. Slow and steady wins the race, uh, man. That's right. I have a brother, uh, Rat, who played baseball, and uh, we joked, um, if he had a, a little league game, right, as a little kid, a uh, uh, t-ball, if he hit the ball on Saturday, we could come pick him up at first base on Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't take that long. I was like, run, run, run. No, no, run, run. So, yeah, it was uh, but a lot of fun. You, you, volleyball, you mentioned. How is the volleyball team doing? Well, we're off to a little bit of a slow start, but mm -hmm. um, I think that's okay. We have a second-year head coach. Mm -hmm. Last year, we went to the Sweet 16. Yeah, yeah. NCAA tournament, won the conference tournament, and so we and we returned most of those players. So we're very strong. But um, he really loaded up on the front end of the schedule before we get into the conference schedule, and we are just playing all top twenty-five teams. And so it's been, yeah, you know, good and bad. So well, far. there's a, some coaches like to do that yeah. and see what their team can do, and some teams respond out of that extremely well. Yeah, mm. and some teams. I yeah get a little discouraged. I, I, what we saw last year is they just under our coach's leadership they just got better and better and better as he and so he had them at their best when it counted the most, mm -hmm. which was what really mattered. I and mean, we finished third in the regular season and then 
dominated the conference tournament and then went into the NCAA tournament and went all the way to the Sweet 16. And you guys are in the Peach Belt. Right. right, Which is mostly teams north of us. So, yeah, we're the only Florida school Mm -hmm. in the Peach Belt Conference. And the others are, you know, small to mid-sized state universities in Georgia and South Carolina. And um, in Florida, there are only 13 Division II schools. Mm. Eleven of them are in the Sunshine State Conference. And then we're in the Peach Belt Conference and West Florida is in the Gulf South Conference. So... You know, there's an argument to be made. A lot, a lot of folks would love to see us go into the Sunshine State Conference, um, but I don't know when, when or if that will happen. Yeah, I, I was kind of when when you guys first made the jump to Division Two, was hoping you get into that because I was a four. I'm a Florida Southern grad, right? Mm-hmm. And we had a great rivalry with the University of Tampa, and I thought it would have been great for Flagler to have been a part of all of that rivalry with yeah. some of those. Well, South I think Florida it would have been at, at the time. Of course, that, that happened right before I got here, mm-hmm. um, and so uh, was that 2009. Yes, yeah. yeah. So I, I arrived in 09, and, and uh, Flagler left the NAIA, went into Division Two, uh, into the application or membership process mm-hmm. in 06. So they had two years as provisional members. And in an 08-09, Flagler was full-fledged D2 members, but didn't have a conference Mm. because the Sunshine State had not offered membership. Really? Yeah. Which was um, surprising to the college at the time. So when I came in, and I came from Georgia College, which was a Peach Belt member, um, during that one year I was at Georgia College, Flagler was applying for Mm -hmm. admission into the conference. And I had a lot of familiarity with Flagler already. And so... I had the privilege of speaking up favorably for their membership. And then I came here in June of 09. We officially became members in July 1st. Of right on. That's June. awesome. Yeah. So I've, the time I've been here has been. What a welcome. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, it's been uh, the same time that we've been in the Peach Bell Conference. And it's been great in a lot of ways. Um, so looking at the, like, the whole gamut of athletics and looking at what athletes have to go through. I mean, you've seen 09 and you've seen a lot of things change and a lot of things shift especially with, I'm going to throw it out there, social media and other stimulants out there. Mm. How do you find, like, how do you talk about balancing athletics and academics and making sure everybody is fair at all concerned? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. It's difficult. It's more difficult uh, now than it's ever been. I think. Did you have to innovate some of your uh, teachings? Well, we, you know, I think a lot of it, we, we try to put the responsibility on a student, on the student athletes. You mm. know, that we, we're not going to hold your hand all the way through. And, and you, you know, you, you are responsible for doing well academically. And, and so the, the coaches must emphasize that we're holding your feet to the fire and we mm-hmm. have a high standard. Cause back in the day, they just put me in basket weaving one one. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> so like there was ways to get around it, but not today you're through the fire. Which you got to do it. Which explains why he's yeah. here today. <laughs> yes, exactly. Which explains why Dave, he I'm is the here. most smartest. Get a picture of that. <laughs> His basket weaving career. Yeah. 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 Amazing. <laughs> he was looking for somebody on this show that could basket weave and Dave was the only one who passed the test. Yeah, school is important, but, cool. but sports are important. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, it, our student athletes at Flagler, we're really proud. Last year, we had four, over 400 student athletes, and they had a combined GPA of 3.19. Nice. So um, they're really doing well. They graduate at a high rate. They retain at a high rate. They're doing great in the classroom. And, of course, they bring notoriety to the college that, that no other area can bring. Mm-hmm. Um, it's unique. We get thousands of people here at Flagler College because of the athletic teams. Mm-hmm. They wouldn't have otherwise heard of Flagler. So we try really hard to make a good impression. Winning makes the best impression, but also really how we handle ourselves, how mm-hmm. our athletes and our coaches handle themselves. That's really, really important. Yeah, like social media etiquette is a major thing. I mean, I've seen some athletes fall over well, this well, stuff. Not, you know? yeah. Big trouble. Big time, yeah. yeah. Well, not just that. You guys won the Sportsmanship Award a few yeah. years ago. Have oh, what's you, that when's about? When's the last time you won the Sportsmanship well, Award? Well, I'm very proud of that. We So each year in every sport, the Peach Belt Conference votes on, the athletes in that sport vote on who should be the um the uh, sportsmanship team of the year. And, and uh, we've won 39 of those over all our sports during the time we've been. Really cool. Which is way more than anybody else has. And when you win more of those then you get named the institution of the year for the conference. So how do you win it? Like what's your demeanor? So it's, I I think a lot of times, you know, coach John Wooden always said, it's not so much what you teach, it's what you emphasize. And so, you know, we, we make it a point. Actually, every year I ask the coaches to submit to me, what are your sportsmanship initiatives this year? What are you going to do that's, uh, that makes our teams and our programs um, stand out mm-hmm. for sportsmanship? 
And so we actually, you know, we look at specific things that we're going to do. And it's not just for show, you know, we want to obviously instill the values in the student athletes. So we emphasize that and, uh, and it gets recognized. Yeah, a lot of times you see the lines and the, what are they doing? They do the high five or whatever yeah, at the end of the game. The, and you can see they're not doing it with conviction or they're not yeah, doing eye contact. The, like, it's the little things like that, it right? Is, it's okay. things like that, you know, and, and, and we always try to define it for them. You know, sportsmanship doesn't mean we're rolling over and getting mm. our butts kicked. Right, right, right. You know, it's actually better sportsmanship to compete hard. Yeah. Because you're respecting the game, you're respecting the sport. And, and so we, we want to compete very, very hard. Um, but we also are going to handle ourselves in a way that, that reflects well on the institution. Because if we don't do that, why do they need us? Right, We're right. not making money for, True. for the college. Yeah. Davey yeah. uh, um, mentioned something about social media today, but NIL deals. Mm. Is there anybody at Flagler that's got an NIL deal? Oh, yeah. yeah. How many? Tell, tell us about that because you, you look at where that is. There's so many of the larger colleges, right, that kids are making decisions now on what the NIL deal might be that's versus right. – whether the college academically is good for them or, or athletically good for them. It's like, I'm going to get the money as soon as I can. As Dion said, they're going to get the bag. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> well, Coach Prime, I mean, that's who you want to go to. The bag. That's right. <laughs> the bag of money. Well, the, For quotes, he's awesome. Yes, he is. Yeah. Well, and he's 2-0 and o also. Yes, right? he is. So I, I think, uh, yeah, the NIL has uh, trickled down to D2 for mm-hmm. sure. Uh, not nearly in the kind of no, you know, dollar figures. At, at Division One, but it it does make a difference in in the transfer portal too. Mm-hmm. You know, somebody has a great year at D two and the D one is let's say oh, you could, that kid could play here. Totally, come mm-hmm. here and we'll give you a hundred grand. Yeah, yeah. And, snake uh, bit. It's yeah, ready. So you, mm-hmm. what, what are you going to do? You can't blame the kid. Mm. I mean, if someone's offering me a hundred thousand dollars cash to transfer, I'll go. Yeah. Um. And, and, and but it's you know <laughs> philosophically, ethically, I hate it. I don't like it at all. That's I mean, on the one hand, I'm definitely a free market guy, but um, amateurism is supposed to mean something, and uh, uh, it's not amateurism when you're. It's hard when you're a student athlete because you still have all the pie in the sky, uh, you know, image, and you're still at that age where you're chasing your ego, you're chasing your dreams. You know, I went to USC because I wanted to be an actor, I wanted to be this Hollywood star, and I was going to be famous, and this was going to be my moment. Well, I crash and burn; it didn't happen. Mm. You know what I mean? But so, like, if I went and listened, and I should have went to Villanova, where I could have trained with you know Foxcatcher, and still was on my part of my culture. Mm -hmm. I still could have had that upbringing of of greatness. Like, who knows what could have happened? But I chased it the wrong way. Do you think kids have to learn that those kind of those lessons? Well, a lot of times they do. And for us, you know, we we need to recruit a, a level of athlete that could compete and do well at Division One, but chooses to come to Division Two instead. Mm. Yeah, yeah. In order to win, so a lot of times these the, the high school athletes are kind of thinking like you described. I got to go D one, D one, total. D1. Yeah, that's all they're thinking mm-hmm. is D one, and so uh, we have to. Try to, you know, make the, the sale. Mm-hmm. Why would you choose Division Two? Why would you choose Flag? Why would you? Well, and that's, you know, for us, um, do you want to go to University of Florida and never play? True. So you can say that you were at the University of Florida so yeah. you can get that social media post that says, hey, I signed with UF. You're totally right. And yeah. You go there and you don't play. You don't get the mm-hmm. culture. And you yeah. sit the bench. And, or do you love the sport and you want to come here and make a difference and maybe be an all-American player at yeah. Division Two? Yeah. And do it in this beautiful location with small classes where your mm-hmm. professors get to know you. You get yeah. a great education. You're a mile from the beach. And it's... You're not just a number. Right. Yeah. 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 And so, you're. I mean, you're going to have classes with 15 kids in them. And, yeah. 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 I think there's some kids that fit very well in the Division Two model, right? Some will go on and play at, at a higher level. Mm-hmm. But there's... I just told every kid I ever coach, if somebody offers you a scholarship, whether you're playing or you're not playing... They're paying you to go to college. The rest of the world has to pay to go to college. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you get to do sports and get paid to go, right, playing time is kind of important, but the education is what will carry you the rest of your life. Well, this is why the NIL yeah. stuff is such baloney. Mm-hmm. Because it, the, the argument was, uh, you know, these athletes are getting exploited. They're getting an education. They're getting a degree. They're, that has great value. That is your life. That is great value. Yeah. And, and your also, back is going to give out at Olympic trials, <laughs> and you are not going to be able to hold on to that scholarship anymore, but that right. education is forever. And it's paramount. Do what you love. Yeah. It's, I, I'm going to play devil's advocate because a few years ago, I was right there. Mm-hmm. And then I look at some of the money that is made 
off of these kids. And yes, they're going to leave with an, with an education, right? And th there's a value to that. But some of them, uh, the majority of the, and let's just take football, division one football. Most of those guys aren't going pro. They're not going to make that next jump. Their only opportunity is the four years that they're at that school to get that education, be able to move forward, but also to make as much money as they can while they're there. Make as much and money, the university's yeah. making the money. And, and, I, and so for me, I see the other side of it. Um, and having talked to coaches that coached in um, Division One basketball, right? Some kid would come from a poor area, pick him up at the airport. Okay, uh, where's your bags? Coach, everything I own, I got with me. They're, they're wearing one set of clothes. And the coaches aren't allowed to give them money for a toothbrush. They're not allowed to. I mean, all these rules are there. But yet the university, the first time they go run out on a court, mm -hmm. is going to get ad revenue that's so much higher than what they've ever seen in their life. So I, I can see a little bit of that. And then even at Flagler, I ran into Dave Barnett the other day talking about scholarships. Cool. Um, and Legendary. You know, 500 bucks was a big scholarship back in the early 90s. And I, if some of these kids were able to pick up at Flagler five hundred thousand dollars off, and I, like it would yeah. be, fun, I think that'd be phenomenal for them. Well, they do. Yeah, they do. They're picking that up, and that's the way it is. So, you know, apparently most people agree with you. I think it was more the NC, Mark Emmert and the NCAA, um, not having the backbone to say no. We are. We are, this is amateur sports. This mm -hmm. is not professional sports. Back in my day, we couldn't. We right. could not take any of that money. No. But then I look right. at like athletes like Anita Nall, who was 14, and she went to the Olympic Games. And But she knew that her body was going to peak, one of my greatest friends of all time. Mm. And she knew that I'm going to – she took that money. And she did that money, and she just went to a community college to be able to get her degree, whatever, but to be able to do other things, too, at the same time. What do you think about somebody like an athlete like that that just said, I got it. My body's going to peak at some sure. point in my life. I'm not going to to be this machine that everybody wants me to be. Well, first of all, where Judd answers that, he has not peaked yet. He told me that <laughs> yes! has not peaked yet. Neither of you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when I get when I reach age thirty, I think that's what I'm <laughs> I think that's when I'm gonna peak. That's when gravity <laughs> starts pulling you down. Awesome. Uh, no, I, you know, I think the uh, I want all these kids to have every opportunity. I just, you know, not not only the education, but you know how much is put into the experience they have when they're in college. I mean, they got graduate assistants knocking on their dorm room doors, waking them up, walking them to class. Mm. They got advisors. They got mm. the training table where they're getting fed. I mean, it's it, it, it's really an incredible experience, and and nobody's forcing them to go play sports if they want. Yeah, you know, if they, they don't. If they don't want yeah, to how do you think about like, you know, Coco, like taking uh, these mental health breaks that these athletes are doing these yeah. days? I've never seen that before. That's wild yeah, to me. Well, yeah. I'm like Rocky Balboa age. Like that's yeah. like, <laughs> yeah, <you laughs> yeah. Through, it was like crazy training that through. I went through. Uh, but like, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm going to tell you what a mental me. health break was for us. What do you, what do you think? Yeah. Same. You guys are all younger than me. But the <laughs> mental health break for us is when the coach quit yelling at you. Totally. Like, yes, that was the mental health break. I still go through trauma. Oh my God. Absolutely. Our yeah. mental health break was when we cried in the shower. Oh like, yeah, we did. I just remember all of those traumatic experiences. Yeah. But these, but nowadays kids can take this this like giant break. Have you seen that that trend at all? Well, I've seen the trend of the. Of the I don't know if trend mental, is the right word. Sorry. Uh, yeah, I mean the the numbers are absolutely through the roof, and in, in, in terms of the kids who are seeking counseling, going to counseling, needing assistance, have anxiety, depression, all this. And, you know, I have my own theories. I'm no uh, scientist about it. But, uh, um, you know, the social media aspect that you mentioned earlier it's I another think, pressure, has a huge, yeah. huge impact in their lives. And, and the ones that are uh, in college now, they've had it their whole lives. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So they've been trying to live up to this whatever popularity pressure or yeah. appearance pressure or acceptance pressure. High expectations. And absolutely. Stuff. Yeah. And, and uh you know, and and there's no relief from it. Mm -mm. They have that. They have that with them all. Like an the addiction, time. yeah. And Absolutely. they're scrolling through it, scrolling through it, scrolling through, it, and they're and they're unfortunately basing their, you know, some level of their self worth and value on that yes how many, how many friends do I how have many likes how many right how many i'll take shows. down a post if i don't get 100 likes that's crazy oh, you know like yeah. what is your number davy is uh, it 100 or 200 <laughs> before you take it <laughs> add, a, add a couple commas babes <laughs> add a couple commas <laughs> I think it's, ter it's terrible for them and the athletes are no yeah 
the, 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 one of the great things about sports, though, is you do get a break from it mm -hmm. when you're training. Yeah, you yeah. Know, you can't be on that when you're in the weight room or when you're on the court or when mm -hmm. you're on the field. And True story, yeah. And so at least you're going to get two, three, four hours of break each day from that mm -hmm. stuff. Yeah. A lot of these college-age kids now, I mean, th th it's almost the whole time they're awake. I mean, training yeah. is a therapy. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 And the physical activity is such a excellent way to clear your head yeah, and to get you back into actual reality not that fake cyber reality that we're all comparing ourselves to that we're currently on hi everybody, Hello, everybody. Um, we're with no filter <laughs> with no filter thank you yeah. very little yeah so absolutely it's just movement is the greatest medicine i, I say that all the time on the bike and it uh -huh. says you know even if you have to take a walk just to keep moving uh -huh. will totally change your dynamic yeah. whatever is going on in your life absolutely mm -hmm. so how do you take all this I mean, how do you take on all these athletes and people taking time for mental health? Because you're, you're right. You never had that experience. I, I, I don't. Well, first of all, it's a completely different time. And Judd, and Judd touched on that, right? These kids have grown up with a phone in their hand and in their face their entire time. They're under uh, different pressures. They're under uh, different scrutiny than, than any of us ever grew up with. I get that. Mm -hmm. Um, nobody has taken the time to say, you can put that thing down, mm -hmm. right? You can True. put it down. You yeah. don't have to be on that. Or train them you, to do that. Yes. Yeah. You have to do, I have kids. Do you, you do this? Do that. Yeah. yeah. My How kids do do don't have a phone. Oh. Um, there's a oh, phone you're like that the, they uh, share. You're that family. And okay. so like you oh. have to, with that <laughs> Make <password>, me nervous. <laughs> it has password. They don't have access to social media at okay. all. They can, like, look over my shoulder while I'm I love scrolling. You. Yeah, but, but they're like, only 27, 28 years old. <laughs> yeah, I got pregnant really like old. Like pulls in a basement. I know. Exactly. God bless you. But that's awesome, though. So that's how you guys are really managing the waters yeah. of all that. That's interesting to me. Do a lot of other families follow you like, like this? So in... We're in kind of this protected bubble of the homeschool world and parents are way more strict. It doesn't mean that not, you know, none of their friends have phones. A lot of my oldest child friends are starting to have phones and they all know that she doesn't she doesn't but what's have interesting is your kids know how to communicate yeah that's an interesting angle because there's <laughs> yeah. a lot of them that don't they just yeah. live off of text messages i can communicate more with some you know youngers through text than versus mm -hmm. you know actually in person your kids look you in the eye and they actually talk yeah do you think that that was part of the secret of, of the how you handle all this that was an active training process cool. and i mean just training them to present like they have to give um minimum 24 presentations in front of a group of people every year nice. as part of school um wow, that's correct. that that yeah. size can vary from like 10 people in the room that they're presenting to all the way up to 80 um to 150 depending and you know as they get older and so they have to they have to get over that. They have to, they learn presentation skills as part of their education. That's mm. just part of what we do. I love it. That's awesome. Yeah. So I answered, I noticed a lot coaching. So when I coached right out of college, younger kids, my brother, Rhett, who was 12 years younger, you could yell at those kids. Yeah. Right. And as time went on, we got to Matthew, my youngest, you did less of that and you did more explaining, mm. which th those kids kind of, now I also had kids that would respond to that. Right. I had some kids on a team. Um, Ethan's team, for example, that I would not yell at the kids. They, they were great kids. You, you just had to get your point across. But I could yell at him, right? I remember a game where some kid was torching us, scoring every point. And I just grabbed Ethan in a timeout. And I'm sure some parent in the stands thought I was this maniacal coach, right? <laughs> there was just this horrible beating his kid on the way to and from. And they I just, just said, that kid father. doesn't score again. Mm. But I knew if I said that to Ethan that way, the kid wouldn't score again. So we end up winning the game. Uh, Ethan comes to me afterwards. He said, Dad, that kid didn't score again. I said, yeah, I know. <laughs> I put you on him. I knew he wasn't going to score again, right? But this is so interesting because, okay, so I swam with Dick Schulberg, and he literally had a fall from grace for, for screaming at kids and, and really kind of showing those colors. And the gamut of coaching has really kind of changed over the years. I'm still going through PTSD through, from a lot of that stuff. And I'm not going to say, but it also taught me how to be the most incredible hard worker on time, always ready to go. And they taught me incredible life skills. So where's that balance with coaching nowadays? It's very, very hard to be a coach today. It's very hard. And so, you know, my job is part of my job is to coach coaches and, um, and, and of course, hiring coaches. And um, this is a topic of conversation all the time with us. Uh, example, I had a meeting with a head coach this morning, and uh, he's got this really great player who he loves. Um, kid made a mistake in a game. He got on him a little bit, 
And then the kid wanted to come see him in his office the next day and says, Coach, I, I, I feel like you don't believe in me anymore. Huh. And he says, well, you're playing every minute of every game. There, we, we put you defending their best player in the last game. What makes you think I don't believe in you? Hmm. Well, you said, you, you said this to me uh, you know, during the game, and it hurt my feelings. This is a, like a high-level I would never be able to have that conversation uh, with no, their coach. Yeah. They do now. And, and they, wow. do, and they, you know, yeah. they, they want to express how they feel. You know, mm -hmm. you imagine like the ramifications of having that conversation back in like 25 years ago was incredible. <laughs> yeah, I would have had to work even harder. Yeah. yeah. That's right. You know, I, I you'd recall, have been lucky if you were swimming in a pond. Scared. Yeah. <laughs> in a toilet. Yes. I going, one time when I was in college, I went to see a trainer and, and I made him swear he would not let the coach know that I was in the training mm -hmm. room. Yeah. Because I did not. I, I didn't want the coach to find out that then I might not play. Right. Yeah. You know, so I'd rather have the injury or deal with an injury the rest of my life. Right. Yeah. <laughs> kind of hide it. Yeah. I'm fine. I'm fine. I know. I, I got gotcha. you. I used to tell all my kids first practice. If coach is yelling at you, means I like you. Yeah. It means I know you can improve. Right. <laughs> if I'm not yelling at you, then I probably just think that's the best you got. There's no way I can yeah. improve you. And you're so the next time I yell at you, just got to think coach likes me enough to text that's right. me. That's yes. it. And I might yes. be a loud it's voice like an Italian family. That's how we love. We're in a, it's a basketball gym. I can't whisper to you. Right. <laughs> and the thing is, though, when they know you care about them, mm -hmm. it doesn't matter what level. If you're coaching the little kids yeah. or, or college players or pros. When you've established that relationship with them, uh, however you've done it, and, and they know you care, mm -hmm. you can get on them today as hard as our coaches ever got on us. Mm -hmm. But you have to do that first. Mm -hmm. That, you know, I think the difference is in our day, um, coaches didn't feel the need to do that. Right. To mm -hmm. establish some relationship and for you to know they care about you. But right. if, if you do that now, you can still get on them and, and, mm -hmm. and, and get in their grill, but they also have to be very careful because everything they say and do could be videotaped, could be audio. True story. Yeah. And, and they, mm -hmm. I'm watching your body language over here. Just, you were very uncomfortable. Just, just ask Bobby Knight. <laughs> <laughs> that was before cell phones. Just ask Bobby Knight. A good, very, very good friend of mine who is a college baseball coach at a, at a, at a um, high level just recently brought a kid in and said that, you know, you you got to get your haircut, and kid didn't get his haircut. Brought him in again. And he said, "You're not on the team." Yeah, and well, then they had this whole conversation. The kid taped it. He didn't know it. He posted on social media, yeah. and it got um, something like nine hundred thousand views. Of course, and uh, just the afternoon the show. So now there's, a, <laughs> now there's the big investigation. Yeah, you know, into this because he told the baseball player he needed his haircut. All right, so changing subjects on you. You yeah. do a lot of things as an athletic director. But you've got interns and employees. So <laughs> we want you to do an employee evaluation. Okay. Uh, right? yeah. So wait a minute now. In the comments, He's, I know. he asked for it. He actually yeah. asked for it. Blake said, you have not tied. Surprise, no one's mentioned the newest sports info intern. So surprised. So now that you've asked for this, Blake, we're going to have to do an employee evaluation. So can you give us the uh, Blake Blevins employee evaluation? Okay. Newest sports intern. Then. You want me to really be honest? I want you to be brutally honest. Right into that camera. Right there. <laughs> the greatest intern we have ever had in the history of Flagler College Athletics. Not, bar none, not even close. Clip it. That's it. <laughs> Blake, I expect you to edit that out yep. and put it in your job. That's, that's it. Blake at least in the top two with Abby Damon. Uh, <laughs> nice save. Nice save. Suddenly you realize my family might be watching. My daughter was an intern this year. What I just heard is Blake is the best male. Yeah, yeah. Your daughter is I the love best it. female. Very that's good. Blake, heard. that better that's be on exactly your story right. later. Better be the male intern we've ever had. Yeah. I'm going to warn you something else. Do not play trivia with Blake on current events. Ooh. He's he an is a beast. Oh. Yeah, he's very good. I, I would not do well. On current I events. find stories out of nowhere. Yeah. And Blake Blevins will come up with the answer. Like, And, and it's funny because he's gotten really cagey about how he answers questions. <laughs> he had no poker skills at the beginning. Mm. You could tell he knows the answer. He doesn't know yep. the answer. Now people have he's a hard time better. figuring out. He's gotten much better at that. Well, so, mm. yeah. In all honesty, we love having Blake, yeah. and he's doing a great job with sports information. Yeah.
He's doing great here on the network too. He does amazing stuff. Yeah, he's a, he's a, just a great young man. That's for sure. Just I wanted to give you the opportunity to recognize well, him because we don't always get to recognize great young people thank today. You. Thank you, thank you. Uh, one of the other things that's unique about Flagler College, and I hope you're still doing it, is free tickets for locals. We are. Oh, yes. cool. Yeah, so we started that what, six or eight years ago, mm-hmm. something like that. Where um, so <laughs> we're basically only charging the. Uh, Visiting team. <laughs> so if you're faculty, a staff, a student, you get in free. If you live in St. John's County, free admission to any Flagler College athletics event. Yeah. Um, and, and how do they prove that? Do they just wear a 904 Now shirt and say, hey, I live here? or like Swag job. Nice. Okay. If they wear a 904 Now shirt, will Pete Melfi give them a free basketball to the next basketball game? Because he went to Bo Clark camps for years and years and years. A too. mini basketball, maybe. A mini basketball, yeah. maybe. If we can find them on clearance. It's probably yeah. a mini, mini basketball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is a very nonprofit network here. We're trying to pull through here. It, it might look like a ping pong that has lines drawn on it by hand. Oh, yeah. <laughs> very nice. Can we get a t-shirt cannon and shoot out 904 now t-shirts? We actually had the opportunity on 90s Fest. Um yeah. and it ju- the, the logistics of it shooting out to the audience, it just wouldn't work with our insurance. No. <laughs> <Man>. Come on. <laughs> Have you seen Pete's aim? I mean, I'm sure that it's small than mine. child in the front row it's was about Pete. to get taken out. It's Pete. If it's a large crowd, he's trying to take the people <laughs> I'm out. I'm sure it's better than mine. <laughs> I think he just tossed them out, though. But yeah. So free admission. Cool. Every sport. Yes. If, you, if you're a local. Yes. So do you have a lot of locals that show up on a regular basis to different sports? I mean, like baseball fans that show up to baseball games and oh, basketball yeah. fans and soccer fans. Yes. Men's figure yeah. skating. No, 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 oh. no, 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 sorry. Coming Jeez. in 2065. <laughs> <laughs> we had ice hockey for a little while. Though. Cool. We did. Nice. <laughs> Very nice. Mm-hmm. We needed a rink in St. Augustine. Yeah. yeah. We had one at like the amphitheater. Remember they did the Winterfest? Yeah. You guys remember that? That was, that was so fun. fun. They hadn't stopped that. that was a fun yeah. time. Well, Troy Blavins started it and ended it, so you can give him oh, credit and blame him. Oh, for did the he whole really? Yes. Well, we can't yeah, blame it's too all much. Troy's fault. Yeah. Wow. Man, mm-hmm. Ice King. <laughs> no, no, Saint King. Augustine. Uh, so the other sports, you've got your fall sports, and you go to winter sports: basketball, men's and women's basketball, men's right? basketball, indoor track and field in the winter, and then in the spring, men's women's lacrosse, baseball, softball, men's women's tennis, men's women's golf, men's women's outdoor track and field. Who's coaching golf these days? Santiago Cavanaugh. Santiago. He took yes. over for Bernadette, right? Well, uh, Jay Jennison Jay was in Je- between. Okay. Yes, uh, yes, yes. Great person. Yes. What a great man that was. He yeah. sure was. Yeah. Yeah. So Santiago, uh, they're actually uh, Santiago, Dave Barnett, John Jordan, and Karen Hudgens are the only uh, uh, remaining <laughs> athletics department staff members that, that were here when I got here. Mm-hmm. Um, Karen's in her 25th year at Flagler yep. College. Cool. Dave is in his 37th year. And uh, John Jordan, I think, uh, probably his 18th year. And Santiago's in his 15th or 16th. Yeah, Dave Barnett's claim to fame is that he mistakenly, uh, his second signee was Troy Blevins. Oh. <laughs> so he thought he was the first signee, and he, Dave came to the radio show like, yeah. 10 years ago and set the record straight. It was so much fun for me to watch. Oh, he must have just, cried. Just, oh, I was, but I was no, no. The other y'all got him like an you, hour before you tried. Y'all got to name a bench or something <laughs> after him. Give him a seat or something. The Troy Blevins seat. <laughs> claim to fame was that he cut Troy Blevins. <laughs> <laughs> if only, if only. <laughs> like maybe you have like a kid seat in the stand. If you name it the the Troy Blevins kid seat, I, that might be cool. I will tell you, he did the cut Troy seats, Blevins. All of the booster seats. Books. So Blevins boosters. I love Blevins it. boosters. That would be it. funny. That's great. So Troy did get cut from housing. So he was in the Ponce dorm. Oh, how with dare! A, I think a wedge uh-huh. hitting golf shots, <gasps> and Doctor Proctor was walking oh. around. This so is when he had hair and muscles. Yes. Okay. And, He's and, talking about that today. Yes. yes. And so he called Troy into his office the next day, and he says. Mr. Blevins. Oh, no. I don't think this is the best place for you to live. Oh, Troy. <laughs> oh. So that was the start of Troy Blevins's real estate. Yeah, tycoon. yes, that's right. Do- All right. Dr. Proctor started the entire Troy Blevins real estate. Wow. I got to speak with Dr. Proctor this morning. How is he doing? He's doing very well. Very well. Mrs. Proctor just had a uh, uh, procedure. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
Uh, but she's doing very well. Also, great. So good. they're, they're, they're doing great. It's just great to hear his voice. And you did a pretty good impression. He's a great guy. He's yeah. absolutely phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, just a wonderful person. Yeah, would he write an apology letter to Troy? Love it. <laughs> could we possibly uh, I would get lose a... all of my respect for him if he does? Really? Oh, <laughs> man. Him, I think there's about a, a zero chance. Yeah, he's not going <laughs> to. Do you know Dr. Proctor? No, I do not. Uh, I would love to, though. That would be uh, awesome. He, uh, yeah. He's an incredible person. He told a great story when he was in the legislature. Uh, oh. One day he's sitting around talking with all of these uh, legislators and this would have been in the nineties, right? Uh, no, two thousands. Mm. So it'd have been in the, in the two thousands. And a lot of these legislators, uh, Florida was a democratic state that turned Republican. Mm -hmm. So a lot of them had some Democrat uh, history uh, before they became Republicans. And they were all sitting around one night comparing when they had converted from being a Democrat to a Republican. And they're all younger than Dr. Proctor, right? And so they finally looked at the bill and they asked him, well, when did you decide to become a Republican? He said, I became a Republican when Truman fired MacArthur. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that was his story. <laughs> you know, I love that. Most of these guys weren't alive, right? They weren't alive. <laughs> Truman fired MacArthur. Yeah. I, I read this biography yeah. on Truman um, a, a few years ago, yeah. and I just finished it. And Dr. Proctor and I were some event together. And I said, hey, I just finished reading this biography of Truman. Wait, what'd you think of him? <laughs> he goes, well, Jim. <laughs> well, Jim. I came from a military family. Oh, there we go. We didn't think too kind. Of <laughs> <laughs> I got this book on MacArthur. You might want to read it. <laughs> Who didn't think too kindly of him either. Right. No, just a great, great guy. Wonderful job at Flagler College. Mm. I mean, did, did it amazing. For 30 years. You guys have a sports banquet coming up, too. Mm. We do. We have the Crimson and Gold Banquet yep. coming up on November 2nd. Cool. And um, and we are very excited about it. It's uh, it's uh, one of our biggest fundraising. What does that look year. like? Is it like a dinner? or so, what is Yeah, it? it's a dinner. It's at the Embassy Suites. We always have uh, special Ooh, guests. Very nice. You're going to have to help me on the pronunciation of Paul Puzlowski. Puzlowski, yes. Puzlowski. Best blintzes in town. Linebacker, mm -hmm. he was number number 11 on the all-time list of <laughs> Jaguars. And um, cool. he's going to be our speaker here uh, this year. We're really excited about it. And I, I haven't uh, gotten to meet him in person yet, but Joey Wiles knows him. And um, I guess we're going to be going to lunch here sometime before the event so I can get to know him a little bit. Cool. But everything I've learned about him, just a, a really strong character and a really good man and going to, gonna, gonna um, you know, really fit in well with kind of what we try to do at Flagler. Cool. Yeah. Uh, from a character standpoint and all that. So um, we do that event uh, on November 2nd and November 10th. We do the President's Golf Classic, which is an annual golf tournament we do. Between the two of them, um, we need to raise enough funds to cover three full scholarships which is getting more and more all the time. Absolutely, yeah. Um, next year, it'll, I think the cost of attendance will be close to $45,000 for Flagler College. So we'll need to raise about $135,000 from the two events, which I think we'll do. Uh, we've had some great speakers in the past. Of course, Doug Flutie, uh, Steve Spurrier, Bobby Bowden, um, Bob Stoops, mm -hmm. Ken Griffey. Some great ones. You guys have done a phenomenal job with that Thanks. event. And it used to be at the dining hall, right. which was its own kind of event, but it sounds like it's gotten too big for the dining hall. Well, yeah, we moved last year. We did it at the Embassy Suites mm -hmm. over on the island. And, uh, it's a great spot. It went really well. Yeah, it was just the, the staff over there was fantastic, mm -hmm. and everything went really smoothly. We loved it, and everybody could hear mm -hmm. the speakers. <laughs> you know, that's the, the challenging thing. That, about that is a challenge the in the hall. dining hall. Right? You'll hear yeah. fine if you hire Clay. He's the best sound man I in the town. I was about to say, we know a sound guy. Yeah, man. Yeah. We know a guy. <laughs> hey, quick question. Um, the scholarships, do the... Are they, do they have to be Florida residents? Is like a is this like a Florida Bright Futures plan or something? Well, you can bright you can get Bright Futures and uh, for Flagler, of course, and uh, but um, athletic scholarships are athletic scholarships based on athletic merit. Nice. So wherever you're from, mm -hmm. uh, internationally or within the country, uh, yeah. So, but the Division Two, it's a partial scholarship model. Okay. And like a lot of sports in Division One, if you get a scholarship, that means you got everything. Yeah. It's a full ride. But the the average scholar the average athletic scholarship at Flagler College is less than ten thousand dollars. Oh wow! I didn't know that. Athletes. So oh. the cost of attendance this year is about forty three thousand. So 
Um, these are student athletes, a lot of whom are not only doing well in the classroom and, and, and playing their sport at a high level, but they, they're holding down a job too. Definitely. To themselves through school. So uh, there are very, very small number of uh, student athletes at Flagler that have a full. So how's financial aid looking? I know that's not like your turf, but like what? Oh, it is his turf. If you're in sports, <laughs> that so is then, your turf. So then you're obviously working with families and coupling this and, and trying to make it work. Like, what does that look like this, this day and age? Yeah, so the, you do you do put a package together mm -hmm. and uh, Flagler College has academic scholarships that you can qualify for. There are other funded scholarships like the Mike Davis scholarship. Yeah, yeah. There's not a Mike Davis scholarship. <laughs> there could be. He is he is asking for one right there. If you guys didn't notice that. Get him, John. What a soft sell that was. <laughs> this is why I'm a college And now your face is garnet. But you you have these endowed scholarships where yep. where um, people will contribute towards a scholarship and then that produces a uh, Funding for for scholarship uh, for any student who meets that criteria mm. as as decided by the coach. But um, there are also you know there are funded scholarships, there are unfunded scholarships, yeah. endowed scholarships, annual scholarships, and so you put together a kind of a package that uh, um, that will work. And then you work with the family also, and different families, of course, have different uh, uh, abilities to you know, financially afford the institution, and and you know you work with each one and try to try to make it possible. And one of the things that Flagler has always uh, been proud of is, you know, the accessibility to Flagler College, where we, uh, for a private college, it's a very low cost of attendance. I think our tuition's around 24, mm -hmm. 24, 25, something like that, which um, for uh, people coming from New England and the mid-Atlantic states, they're used to seeing oh, yeah. 45, Oh my 50, gosh, if not even close to 100. I yes. mean, on some yeah. of them, yeah. yeah. I'm talking just for tuition. Yeah. Room and board oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, uh, we still try to do that. You know, it, we have to, we, we've had to increase the tuition over, you know, over the years, but uh, it's still very affordable for a private college. Mm -hmm. Flag Fiverr has always been one of the more affordable yes. private colleges in the state of Florida. Yes. It has always been there. It's been a great value for it because there's phenomenal programs. Um, the business program is, is absolutely amazing. Communications department for school flagler size is a great communications department. So, yes. Deaf ed was phenomenal for a long time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What am I missing? What? Education. Education, yeah. No, I've seen one of your graduates in sports <laughs> management. <laughs> I've seen one, and I judge the entire program by him. Oh. Well, coastal environmental science is another That's one. a much better one. <laughs> Same. No, Troy and I had an argument one time. Um, we always Imagine bet that. on the Braves games, uh, Braves-Reds. And so uh, it was a four-game series, and, and I thought it was a three-game. So after the Braves had won the first two, I started crowing and barking at him. Reds win the third one, and then I realized, oh, gosh, we've got a fourth game in the series. And I said, well, how do you want to handle who wins this? Why don't we just do it by total run score, right? Team with the most runs. No, 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 no. We're going to run differential. And I said, could you explain the difference to me as a sports management guy between run differential and total run score? <laughs> to which he goes into a three-minute speech trying to convince me. Uh, and I am laughing harder and harder until he finally says, you're not I don't listening. want to talk to you anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it took him three minutes to realize, oh my gosh. It's called uh, complicating uh, yeah. the obvious. Yes. Yeah, so like, no, just two total runs scored. It's, and I really wanted that because the Braves had scored 11 runs in the first game. <laughs> so I was doing everything I could to still win that one. Well, yeah. No, anyway. it, I, I, Flagler's got some phenomenal programs. It's really, really you know, it's, it's an amazing school. And of course, you've been here your whole life in this uh, area, but... Uh, I just moved here when I took the job at Flagler, and the longer uh, I'm here, it's 15 years now almost, um, uh, the more I fall in love with the place, not just St. Augustine, but Flagler College, and, and uh, people like Dr. Proctor, Dr. Bear, you know, the, the, the folks who have been on the, the board of trustees and people who have given so much to make the college successful and to preserve these beautiful, beautiful mm -hmm. buildings and uh, you're at the top of the list for that, Mike, and I really appreciate that. Well, it's always been, I, I, I have always uh, been honored. Our family has to work for the college. Um, I am very biased towards the college um, because of that relationship. Um, but I've also said for a long time, I watched a lot of my friends that I grew up with go off to college and leave St. Augustine. 
right? So you had all of these intelligent people that were really hardworking entrepreneurs that went somewhere else. Flagler replaced that. Flagler brought in a lot of really smart people that fell in love with St. Augustine and said, I'm going to open a business up here. And if you looked at all of the Flagler grads that are very successful entrepreneurs and business people in this town, you would be shocked. Yes. Right. And, Here's and, one. and they, they brought them back in. And so um, for me, it was absolutely amazing that, that, that Flagler did that for St. Augustine. Yeah. And I don't think a lot of people realize that, right? You get people that complain about the students or people that complain about the traffic and that's, Part of any downtown. Oh, they have right? no idea. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we so, literally yes. live in paradise. Yes. <laughs> I play along like we, we we complain about it, but no, we absolutely have no idea what traffic could really be like. Oh, no. I know. Tell <laughs> me you've never been to a real big city without telling me. Oh, man, for real. I, were you like, you'd rather be in traffic than to be on a train with yeah. like, and start, I was in New York for like years and yeah. I'd rather be in traffic any day in an air conditioned environment where and it's controlled transit. and my own music. Yeah, it's so nice. <laughs> well, this will make you guys both happy. Um, they did a test on the, uh, some of Seattle Transit, mm. and 100% of the samples came back with meth. Oh, um, that's a 100% wow. of the samples. Why am I took. not shocked? Yeah, I'm not, you're like, yeah, I'll take waiting on the Bridge of Lions yeah. on a Sunday rather than 100%. riding in mass transit. They're not bringing that. their best people. Yeah. <laughs> I will 100% get stuck behind a horse-drawn carriage to avoid the meth train. Yeah, oh, meth train. it's always fun. Know. It's always a fun one. Suddenly, I feel like the Seattle Chamber of Commerce will be calling. <laughs> Yeah, they were really by breaking down our door to come on the yeah, show. Yeah, get over Your it. Your large endowment is over. That's it. <laughs> um, so anything else coming up sports-wise that you guys have? Um, yeah, well, uh, the Crimson and Gold, the President's mm -hmm. Golf Classic. Um, uh, I, and I would like, I would just say to the community that um, our student-athletes, our coaches, our whole athletic department really care about getting involved and, and giving back to the community. So if there's opportunities for service where people need volunteers for anything mm -hmm. or anything that's going on in the community, you know, like an ALS walk. Yes. Could possibly <laughs> be a, a wonderful so we, connection. <laughs> uh, we are absolutely going to be involved with the ALS. He's walk. so proud of me right now. We'll be there. Our cool. Lacrosse team. I hope we'll be there. Um, but yeah, I just want, I, I want the community to know that, you mm -hmm. know, that sometimes Flagler college I've learned over the years, it's been kind of viewed like it was in its own bubble there. Yeah, hundred percent separate from the community, mm -hmm. and we're not. It's there, there's there's a lot of integration, I and mean, we're right in the middle of downtown. I yeah, mean, without the Ponce Hotel, mm -hmm. Ponce Hall, true stories. Yeah, without that, uh, you know, St. Augustine is missing a lot, and, and same with a lot of the other buildings at the Flagler College, and and so everything's just kind of integrated. The mm -hmm. students are integrated with the community, and. Um, so where do you see the future then of Flagler Athletics going? Where do you see, what's, what's the next level? SEC. Yeah, right. let's go. Going. Well, for me, I, I, I look at it as I think we're in the right place for Flagler College in Division II. It's, it's where we ought to be. Um, the, the next phase for us is an investment in, in facilities and upgrading our facilities. We have a lot of building that we want to do cool. for our um, – in terms of enhancing our arena and building uh, locker rooms and building a sports performance center and things like this, it will take our whole student athlete experience to a higher level. Uh, so, um, and, and make us more attractive to the, to the elite athletes that we try to attract. So how much money would it cost for Davey Hartzell to have his name on the Davey Hartzell training facility? No, I need a cryo chamber, bro. <laughs> <laughs> We, I, I'm always open to negotiation. Uh, <laughs> I have two payments. <laughs> Check the strip. <laughs> well, I, we're just we're, we're thrilled, to, you know, for for us and all, you know, Joey, uh, all the people in, in the athletic department who have been ingrained in the community for a long time are, uh, you know, we all have a great appreciation for college, and we're happy to be there. Mm. So. Uh, we we just want to make sure that the the, Saint, the greater St. Augustine community knows that we don't uh, we're not in a bubble there, and uh, we we very much want to be integrated with everything that's going on in St. Augustine. And when you say Joey, you mean Joey Wiles? I do mean Joey. Yes, Wiles. which a lot of people remember, um, St. Augustine High football coach, yes. mm -hmm. very very successful, mm -hmm. um, did a great job to being a mentor to a lot of young men, and he still does that at, yeah. with Flagler student athletes and with our coaches. And this is one of the great values he has. So for us, he is the senior associate AD for external operations, but he also oversees a lot of other uh, things in the department. 
but he's uh, a big role that he has is just uh, you'll see our coaches, our college coaches, just stopping in his office and saying, you know, this weekend we had a rough game and this is what happened and these players did this. What do you, how do you think I should handle that? And uh, and he gives a lot of great advice. Thirty four years as a high school football coach, yeah, great, wow, great, yeah. great Christian man, wonderful Incredible. person, yes. really, really, truly is. Yep. Um, speaking of one of the St. Augustine High athletes, mm. Austin Reed, quarterback at St. Augustine. Wow, High. He's yeah. Now the quarterback at Western Kentucky Powerhouse. He will be taking the Western Kentucky Hilltoppers into Ohio State at four o'clock on Saturday. How cool is that? So that's wow. a game that you know we might have to find it on one of the other channels, but uh, if you get a chance to watch it, it could be a very interesting. Game. We need to tune in. I, I am pulling for, I'm not an Ohio State fan, so I'm really pulling for Austin Reed. Yeah. I usually always really pull for Austin Reed, but this week I'm really pulling for Austin Reed. <laughs> well, our best-selling t-shirt is the Flagler football yes. t-shirt. Mm -hmm. Still undefeated since 1968. That's yeah. the one I want. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It goes right up there with the Davy Hartzell. Mm -hmm. Winner of Le Mans. Absolutely. That's it. <laughs> now I'm just on a bike that goes nowhere and yeah. everywhere at the same time. Yes. What events you competed in in swimming? Uh, I was a distance freestyler. Okay. So I was never like on TV because the, the race was so dang long. Yeah. So and everybody's left the stands and I'm literally if mom was standing up. I was doing good. Sure. But if she was sitting down reading that program, oh, it's going to be a long drive back to Delaware. <laughs> but yeah, I had a, a really colorful career. It was a lot so of fun. 500. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I was, um, I was in the, all-american in the 500 and then i went to world championships in uh 800 meter freestyle and 400 meter freestyle one uh it was an amazing moment in mallorca spain and wow. yeah i really had a really colorful swimming that's career i was brilliant. literally raised like beal yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I swam competitively for six years and that's why i got out of it i mean I, yeah i i said so i'm gonna try out for the basketball team if i make the basketball team i'm gonna quit the swim team. god bless you yeah first practice i was like this is great. I can breathe. <laughs> yeah. I can breathe during practice. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that. Well, I come from the Foxcatcher dynasty. You ever see anything with uh, Mr. DuPont, the crazy story when he shot the wrestler back in the day? No. Okay. A look at the movie called Foxcatcher. Uh, Steve Carell, he won the Oscar for it. And I was one of those athletes and basically was just lived on this campus. And we all trained with the, it's all these dynamic individuals. He was a little cuckoo for Cocoa Pops <laughs> and, you know, I've been popped the, the wrestler. But long story short, it was just a, such a long career yeah. of swimming. So, yeah. Yeah. Amanda was also wow. a swimmer. Yes. Amanda went to college. I swam um, breaststroke. And um, so that was my my bread and butter was Different kind of breed of individual, also, the breaststrokers. Yes. Yes. yes you guys are party animals a little bit. We're bendy and, and interesting. <laughs> um, and also, we have to tell everybody that we're breaststrokers. Those, yeah. you, there's a whole different well, layer of... Yeah, no, it's the culture. Yeah. I mean, what are we going to call you, you frogger? Yeah. Right. No, yeah. not at all. When you tell somebody's not a I didn't occur to me that that was weird until I had the breaststroke um, symbol on my pendant. Oh, yeah? Like the little swimmer right, right, right. symbol and my aunts were asking me what my necklace was and I was like it's a breaststroker and they were like yeah I guess the chain is long enough and I was like no <laughs> I love it Amanda <laughs> like okay girl. yes no. uh, yeah. that was That's a weird awesome. conversation with oh, my aunts but, oh, you know. <laughs> see and I never made it out of the Flagler pool right the Flagler mm -hmm. pool is where we swam for the swim team yeah. and that part earlier we joked about me being slow <laughs> yeah, yeah, that you should have seen me in the pool. <laughs> you would be a sprinter. You, they no, would put no, you in the no, sprinter. No. I was incredibly slow then too. Right? We had some great athletes that uh, went on from that team to swim at the University of Florida. Fantastic, uh, which was a phenomenal program in the mm -hmm. '80s, and uh, great, wonderful athletes. Uh, David Slimp was on that team, who's one of the most amazing watermen in St. John's County. Um, and I was just a guy that was there to fill out the rest of the roster. We need a kid to swim this and this and this, and we need a guy to finish eighth in that. And I'm, we always had I'm one. We I'll finish eighth. I got this. We always had one athlete that could power spray the deck while everybody else was training. So maybe <laughs> yeah. you would have uh, been a power spray. I was not that guy either. No. Team manager. Yeah, I was really bad at putting the lanes in, too. It was horrible. Oh, no. Uh, it was terrible. But swimming absolutely does build care. It yeah. definitely <laughs> does. You really learn how to trust your instincts. Absolutely. Or not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe sometimes not. <laughs> it was great for me because I eventually became a surfer and swimming was phenomenal yeah. for surfing. Yeah, I, yeah. I got him. I was like, wonderful afraid of the water and had plenty of plenty of uh, of good times out there but which will be great tomorrow you guys are welcome to join me surfing tomorrow have are you ready for slow down mm -hmm. have your text messages slowed down on the surf no 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 no. i was joking today i went surfing with a, a buddy uh early we had about an hour right after dawn and i said boy yesterday was really interesting for me i had friends texting me at 805 the waves are not here yet from hurricane lee i'll check back later oh yeah ding 
The waves still aren't good. 807. I'll check again in a few minutes. Yeah, right? yeah. It's like, stop. Just right. go do something. Go do any. I mean, Maybe I picked up like, my phone. I had 47 text messages well, yeah. from a group of three other guys. I'm like, is this why you, you guys, never reply to my you guys yeah. do My phone is locked up with my surf buddies telling me where the waves are good and bad. You and Pete Melfi. Text message in like two and a half months later. Yes. Text yeah. Oh, sorry. Well, actually, I had to check with Joey before I could text you back. <laughs> All right, uh, Judd Damon, thank you so much for everything you're doing. Awesome Friday. chat. Thanks yeah. for coming in and thank sitting down with us today. So thank much you. fun. It wasn't near as bad as you thought it was going to be uh, before the beginning of the show. Uh, we start strong finish. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, it was fun. It was fun. Yeah. I, you know, I don't. Uh, <clears throat> I, I won't tell anyone about how how truly bad it is to be in the studio. <laughs> It's terrible. It's the worst thing ever. All right, this is the Mike Davis Show. Davey Hartzell, Amanda, thank you so yep. much. And we will be back tomorrow night. Vicki Oaks is coming to visit us. Bye. Go, go Saints.